Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it. This is Losing Money with Andrew Bascom, a podcast where we gamble on everything and anything. And on this episode, we are talking about all things one week out from the Super Bowl. Early leans, player props, and some real goofy shit. I'm your host, Andrew Bascom. Let's go. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Welcome to another episode of Losing Money with Andrew Bascom, the 158th episode to be exact. We have so much to discuss, like the Super Bowl and the many ways to lose money on it. And of course, a record check from last week, which we should do right now. I've been coming on here and saying every week, going like, ooh, we made money last week. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Like, I'm shocked every time, which I am, to be honest. I perfectly am. You haven't met these people. These these, uh, these array of guests that we have on, the gambler, Charlie Chalk, Pants Ready Prince, are terrible gamblers. And they just keep winning money. We had a hell of a season for the NFL. And to be honest, that kind of continued. Well, I don't know. It was kind of soft week. I went two and one. I had Philadelphia minus two and a half. I had KC minus one and a half. I lost on the tees, which moved the 49ers to plus nine and the Chiefs to plus eight. You know, obviously I lost because the San Francisco 49ers could not field a quarterback. So that's, uh, you know, that's bad. You know, you ever want, do you ever want to sign that this is the hardest position in sports? Some people, you know, do that sometimes like, well, you know, have you been a closer in baseball or a goalie in hockey? You know what? Goalie and hockey is a good example because they have emergency goalies. They like This is something football should adopt where you have an emergency quarterback that can step in because when you go down to your fifth string quarterback, the, the results are really bad. And you know what? As being a Toronto Maple Leafs fan as I am, I know the power of an, uh, an emergency goalie. I know the power of a Zamboni driver coming in and winning a game. I think that if they had a fifth uh, quarterback, maybe this game was a little bit closer than we, uh, than we thought. Maybe Philadelphia was cheering a little too hard for beating a team without a quarterback. Maybe those are just in my opinions. Charlie Jockey went 0-1 because he had Cincinnati plus 1.5. The Pants Ready Prince, he had Philly minus 2.5 at Cincinnati plus 1.5. And, and the Gambler, he split his teases. He won with the spread with Philadelphia plus 3.5 and, and Cincinnati plus 7.5. And, and he lost with the totals with the over 40.5 uh, for San Francisco Philly. That one lost. You know, I before we get on to the, the bets and the goofy stuff... You know, we got, should we talk about the referees a little bit? I just, all weekend, dealing with people texting, going like, the referees. Oh, the referees. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> Complaining about referees always has felt like kind of loser talk to me. I know that's like uh, this weird, you know, alpha thing to say where it's like, oh, if you complain about referees, you're a loser. But you know what? Have the referees gotten worse? Re- honest to God, has the referees gotten worse? Or have we made this game wildly complicated? And the game I'm talking about is, of course, American football, NFL. But isn't it gotten just way more complicated? We have way more angles. We can look at our phone. We could look at a 12 different angles, a camera that hangs literally in the sky that can tell us all these answers. And we're asking, you know, four men all across the field and a couple of people on the sidelines to make decisions as fast. I think the greatest example of that, and I, you know, the reason I bring that up is because KC, Cincinnati kind of marred in people believing that the refs influenced the game one way or another. Now, the refs definitely influenced the game. Don't get me wrong. That, you know, the Mahomes out of bounds call uh, unnecessary roughness did legitimately <laughs> link the Chiefs to a victory. Like they they gave them 15 more yards. Of course, that is going to help them. But I think, you know, earlier in the game, they were talking about a lot of holding, things like that. I just, you know what? I, I, I warn everybody. I am a general public. I watch so much football. Not, an, not a second of NFL football will go by and I have not watched it. And by no means am I an expert. I am just an idiot like you are at home. I promise you. I don't know what holding is. Do you know what holding is? I don't know what a catch is. 
Do you know what a catch is? Because I'm not even sure the NFL knows what a catch is. And I just think if you sit there and say you're holding, you're going to get a bunch of people that play offensive tackle. Like, I think the best example was you saw Joe Thomas, Hall of Famer, offensive tackle, where people are like, that's a hold. He's like, that's not a hold. That's a rip move. You're allowed to do a rip move. If you check the rule book, you'll, you'll show, it'll show you. And you're like, oh, right. Yeah, you know a lot more about football than I do. And I just think when people start complaining about holds, like, well, holds happen on every play, you know, in the NFL. I just... I don't think that is where we should be, uh, you know, staking our flag here. I think the the refereeing in the Eagles 49ers game was much worse. The Devontae Smith catch that wasn't a catch that contributed to the first touchdown of the game. Devontae Smith takes a pass, 30 yards, left side of the field, comes down with it, ball hits the ground. Okay, you know, whatever, that sucks. Philadelphia knows, hey, this might be a little tight. So they rush up to the, to the line to do a play, great. San Francisco can no longer challenge. The reason San Francisco doesn't challenge is because Fox didn't have the replay fast enough. Fox is doing the game. They couldn't get the replay fast enough for San Francisco to look at it so they could challenge it or not. Doesn't that feel kind of weird? Doesn't that feel kind of dystopian that like it comes down to so much of that where it's like, I need them to show me on this very specific angle to show me what it catches or not. And then we're supposed to go like, why didn't you get it right the first time, you stupid idiot with your own eyeballs? I don't know. I just think it's, to complain about the refs is just a very odd look because the people that complain about the refs are not really ever saying that the refs kind of helped them a couple weeks before that. I, I think these kind of things break in the wash a little bit. And I just, I don't really get people complaining. But I also know that this is being broadcast on the internet and that's kind of like the internet's favorite hobby is just to complain about things. So up and down week last week for the championship. But, you know, I think we broke... Did we break over one? No, we're about 500. 500. Well, there you go. 500 is pretty good. So we're going to be trying to lose more money on the Super Bowl. And so to let you know what's going to be going on next week, we're going to have the Gambler. We're going to have Charlie Chuck. We're going to have the Pants Ready Prince all making their big bets for the Super Bowl. But this week, we wanted to talk about more of the silly stuff. It's just me going to be talking about all the ways that I love losing money that has almost nothing to do with football. And let's start with bet number one, which has nothing to do with football. And you can lose some money even before the game starts. We will discuss our bets on the actual game and the spread and the over-under. Yeah, 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 that time will come. Today is about the silly stuff. Like, are you taking heads or tails? You have to bet on one. You have to make a decision. If you're watching the Super Bowl and you gamble and you're not betting on heads or tails, who are you? What are you doing? What is your life? What do I take? Well, thanks for asking. I'm a heads guy myself. Tails never fails is the biggest lie that they've ever told you. Also, you want to talk, you want to talk about losing bets. If you are paying juice on the coin toss, so... Juice, again, of course, is the, the, or VIG, is the money that the casino takes just for gambling. So you might see minus 104, minus 108, something like that. They're taking money on every bet, no matter what is happening. If you are paying a VIG, if you are paying Juice on, on, a, on a bet that is completely random like that, man, I don't know, I got a, I got a bridge to sell you. Bet365 right now is giving out a plus 100 on either side. So they're just giving, you bet $10, you win $10. There you go. That's that's what it is because paying for juice on this kind of thing is dumb. I like heads. I think tails is, is way overrated. And you know what? I love these kind of bets that it happens and you can yell and scream or you can, you know, kick a coffee table and then the game hasn't even started yet. Which speaking of, my second favorite bet before the game starts, let's talk about the national anthem. Chris Stapleton is singing the national anthem. He's a country singer. And the line right now is two minutes and two seconds. I will tell you too, the under has come in five of the last six times. So what makes the national anthem prop so unique and so interesting is how familiar you are with the singer, their style, their tempo. And trust me, there are bookies. There are real degenerates. And I mean degenerates even more than you and I, which is crazy to think about. They go through years of their singing styles. 
Have they sang the national anthem? No, but have they sang America the Beautiful? Have they sang someone else's national anthem? Have they given any kind of concert mid-game and they start looking at their tempo and looking at their patterns? You need to think about the instruments the artist might use or how that plays into the length. How well do you know Chris Dibbleston? How do you know the recent trends? Some homework is necessary, but don't worry, I got you. When you think of Chris Stapleton, you think of his track, Tennessee Whiskey, okay? That might come to mind. That's kind of his most popular song. Characteristics of that song are like a drawn-out guitar riff, deliberate pacing, and considerable, like, vocal runs on lyrics, which is just, of course, like, he's taking these things for a walk, like, you know, oh, oh, perfect, next, good note, make it five, I love it. He's a country artist, and like Super Bowl 56's performer Mickey Guyton, he also has a lot of folk in his game. So Stapleton is like a storyteller and he'll be telling a story to the world about America and football and Super Bowl Sunday. And that cannot be rushed. Here's proof. Alicia Keys, over. Renee Fleming, under. Indina Menzel, over. Lady Gaga, over. Luke Bryan, under. Pink, under. Gladys Knight, over. Demi Lovato, under. Uh, who is that? Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church, over. And Mikey Guyton, over. That's a lot of overs, right? But the last, like I told you, the last five of the six have been unders. Eric Church and Luke Bryan both sit in Stapleton's country music lane, and both of them sang the national anthem longer than the oddsmakers line that they gave to Stapleton. Although Mickey Guyton is also a country singer and he did not sing it over two minutes, the style of the singing is still a hit. The pick is to take the national anthem length over two minutes and two seconds, minus 135 odds. That number is going to change. Jump on it now, and we can all just hear the melodic tones of Chris Stapleton going up and down, <laughs> up and down the charts. Oh, so beautiful. Great. Hold that note, Chris. Hold that note. Oh, the Jets aren't in yet. Perfect. You just won money. Oh, the game hasn't even kicked off yet, and you're already up two bets here. I love it. Well, how about a bet when the game is finished? No, not the MVP bet. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to that when we, when we have our guest next week. How about... The color of the Gatorade. Yes, this is also one I love betting. I've done a little research for you. Yes, I actually did research. I actually took my time and I started looking at all the other colors of Gatorade that have happened over the last 10 years. There's not a lot to tell you. There is a stretch there where water was very popular, or clear, you'll see it, you'll see a bet for it. But there's two bets I'm going to be making for the Gatorade bet. I'm going to be betting at orange for plus 350. You got to think the two outcomes here are Chiefs win, Eagles win, right? Okay, good. So if the Chiefs win... I'm taking Orange at plus 350. Why? Because the last time that they won, they dumped Orange on Andy Reid. You just got to think about the photo. Orange is kind of close to red. I know they wear red. They wear yellow. But Orange is the color. And you know what? If Patrick Mahomes likes Orange, guess what? There's going to be Orange on that sideline. And so they're going to dump that and then the color of the you know jerseys and stuff like that. That really works. And I'm going to do the same thing with yellow at plus 400 for the Eagles. Because guess what? The last time the Eagles won, it was yellow. Also, green Gatorade sucks. So I think the Eagles are men of class. So I don't think they'll be using that one. So there you go. Orange for Chiefs plus 350 and yellow for Eagles plus 400. I'll actually talk football, I promise. Let's go into bet number two where it's actually about football. Okay, bet number two. This is where Super Bowl Sunday can get a little fun because they start offering you more bets. You know, so many more bets than you'd get on an average game. And this is one of them. FanDuel is offering odds corresponding to the Philadelphia Eagles defensive back tandem right now. Gardner Johnson and Bradbury. They're among like a bevy of Super Bowl interception prompts for next Sunday. But one of them that I really like is that either Bradbury or Gardner Johnson to register one interception, either one of them, just to get one pick is at plus 400 right now. Now, why do I like that? Well, you know, we know that the defensive backs, the, the past secondary of the Eagles is really good, right? And these two are the starting cornerbacks for that. 
All right, so Gardner Johnson's six interceptions in 2022 is tied for the first in the NFL. Despite a nickel turn safety, he only registered 12 appearances and he tied for first in the NFL in interceptions. Hmm, okay. The Eagles defensive back has also notched an additional eight pass breakups, tying him for third on the roster. He's also played 97% of the snaps in 10 of the 14 games. Bradbury on the other side is tied for second in Philadelphia with three picks and he's the front runner in passes defended and he's been on the field for 97% of the snap share also. Mahomes has posted 12 interceptions this season. Now, granted, it hasn't been a lot recently, but you think with the, the injuries, you know, like we know McCall, McCall Harmon's not going to play. You know he's going to have to force passes against a really bad receiving group. So you think forcing passes is going to create more opportunity for an interception. So plus 400. Yeah, we're going to do that. Absolutely. Let's go on to bet number three. This one is also about football. You're welcome. I actually am going to talk about football here. So for the Super Bowl, I, I, all eyes, right? On the quarterbacks. That makes total sense. So let's start here with a player prop about one of the quarterbacks. For the final time this season, I am banking on Jalen Hurts. I have made a lot of money on Jalen Hurts. It's been a really great season for that. A lot of NFC East bets. Uh, the, the NFC, I, my still big bet that I talked about weeks ago was the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl and win. And that was at plus 2,000. Ugh. That, so we're sitting on that one. So I've been doing a lot of Jalen Hurts bets. And this is my last one that I'm going to try and make with him. We are going to be taking Jalen Hurts over 10 and a half rush attempts at minus 102. Now you think, oh, he's hurt. But that's, that's it. so he's not going to be running. Well, like what? To save him for next week? This is the last football game. Before suffering a shoulder injury, Hurts cleared this line of 10 and a half in seven of his 14 games. And since returning to the lineup, Hurts has nine, nine and 11 rushing attempts in three mostly like non-competitive games. So if you break it down even further, Hertz eclipsed 10 and a half rushing attempts in six of nine games pre-injury that were decided by 14 or fewer points. The Super Bowl is inarguably the biggest stage in sports, so I expect Hertz and Eagles to treat this as a close game, regardless of the score. You're up three touchdowns. Ask the Atlanta Falcons how that went. They're going to keep going and going and going and not take their foot off the gas. And more importantly, it's a plus matchup for Hertz's rushing potential. The Chiefs allowed the third most quarterback rush attempts in the regular season, partially due to their pass rushers generating QB pressure at the league's fifth highest rate. This just feels like a gimme. We don't even want the yards, which is crazy. It's like at 42 or something like that. Who cares about the yards? We're just going to take the attempts. Jalen Hurts over 10 and a half rushing attempts, minus 102. Whew. Okay. This has been a shorter episode, but I think we've given a lot of bets. Let's go to a recap. All right. Here's the bets we've given out for silly season of the Super Bowl. The coin toss, heads at plus 100. We have bets for the Gatorade colors, orange plus 350 and yellow plus 400. We have the national anthem over two minutes and two seconds. We have Bradbury or Gardner Johnson to register at least one interception at a plus 400. And we have Jalen Hurts over 10 and a half rush attempts at minus 102. Oh man. Okay, that's a lot of ways that we're going to lose money on the Super Bowl. Subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom wherever you enjoy podcasts. And please give a subscribe and a like to at Losing Money WIB on either Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok where we make free daily bets. We'll be back on Wednesday, joined by the Pants Ready Prince, the Gambler, and Charlie Chalk to lose money with our big bets on the Super Bowl. Have fun losing money. See you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!